Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Good to be with you guys here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the place where we discuss all things Muslim mom. And we're on lesson four, but it's not going to be really a complete lesson. It's more just like how we're going to end it out. Last session, we were talking to, uh, to our kids about basically how, you know, it's not how many friends you have because nowadays in social media, it's really big on like how many followers you have, how many likes. This idea of number or quantity over quality is in its superficiality or whatever you know it's just really really out of control and it leaves our children feeling inadequate and even adults I think feeling inadequate in terms of um, who they are and they kind of put a value to who they are based on number um, often in social media and if they're younger even still the pressures are there um, just as, as, as it was when we were kids. So at the end of the day, um, we had talked about that. We had also talked about the fact that they could have friends versus associates. We talked about the fact that they have the power to choose their friends. And that is a critical thing for them to understand in terms of a life skill because we don't just want them to accept anyone who befriends them, especially when they're maybe somebody who's not so good for them. And I think you, there's even a lot of adults that struggle with you know, letting go of people in their life that are super negative or just pulling them down. And there's this guilt sometimes associated with just like unfriending, right? Or people who you just really realize are toxic for your life. We talked about, you know, before toxic friends. So if you haven't already heard, we have lessons, we have an intro in lesson one, two, and three. And this is lesson four. Each different one has a different uh, offering, so please go back if you haven't already and check those out first. Now listen for we're really just kind of going to wrap it up with our kids in terms of the whole idea of friendship and maybe in this, in this lesson it's not going to be a lesson as much as almost laying some ground rules or understanding. So you might want to share some personal stories with your kids about how you struggled with friends and friendships and some of the lessons you've learned. Um, you might want to talk to them about some of the things that they've learned. At this point, we're hoping that the conversation has gotten them to open up a bit about struggles they're having and maybe you can offer some advice. But the, the most thing is we kind of want to be the best listeners usually moms and dads but you know mostly moms we love to give advice we love to talk 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 our kids to death and most times they when they come to us they just want us to listen they really do and it's hard for us to hold back right so in this one you might want to just share some stuff but mostly just be a really great listener and you know my it's really funny because the other day I was talking to my son about friends and I had said to him I didn't think he was even paying attention um I talked to him about you know, just reviewing the lesson I had explained to you guys even and about having, you know, not about how many friends you have. It's quality over quantity. And I told him that he had like these two main friends. And I kept going on about his two main friends, two main friends. And my son's like, oh my gosh, what were their names? Because I never actually talked about it in that way. I just tell stories of prophets and stories of Sahaba, whatever. And I said, Umar, you know, radiallahu He goes, oh, the one who stabbed in Salah? Because he remembered from like a different story I told him. And he's like, I'm like, and the other one was Abu Bakr, you know, radiallahu He's like, oh, the one who saved Bilal, the one, you know, who paid for his freedom. And I was like, you know, subhanAllah, I think he was listening all this, you know, different stories. You know, kids really, really pay attention. And he's like, those were his friends? Wow, they're very good people. I said, yeah, subhanAllah, you see? Rasulullah, he was friends with so many people. He was friends with so many people, but they weren't really friend friends. They were more like associates. People that he gave his time and attention to. He was super, super like cordial and kind. He, he was never unkind to anyone. But he didn't keep everybody super close, right? If you really read the Sira and things, you see who the people he truly depended on. And it was just a couple people. So subhanAllah, 
We can also give these decisions to our kids. So we can connect it to the seerah at this point and try to show other examples of good friends. And I would probably pull out like one or two good examples here because kids love stories. I know my son, like the thing that sticks to him because he's seven now, things that sticks in his head the most and in many children is when you tell a really good story. So at this point, I would say I'd get into this type of a story time and make them fall in love. And, and then with, with, you know, the Sahaba or the prophets or something into specific stories. Like you might go more into Prophet Ibrahim and how he struggled as a teenager because most of the time we don't realize when he went through things of like breaking the idols and things, he was a very, very young man. Sometimes you picture him as an old man, as a prophet, but he wasn't. So we could tell our children some really, really good stories here. And maybe you want to like kind of end the practical discussion-ish type stuff and acting out into almost like um, a series of a couple stories that you really love. So for us, we were talking about Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and kind of like how he dealt with friends and who he kept as close friends and why. And subhanAllah, kind of like how they interacted. You could even do the friendship between Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu and Omar themselves radiallahu anhu because they actually used to just race for Jannah. And I used to have a really good friend. Actually, I still have her. <laughs> but we used to always, more than, than now, because we've been busy, but like race who could memorize surahs first. And she's just like, you know, um, I'm going to memorize this surah. You're going to memorize it. Let's see if we can do it first. Let's race to Jenna together. And we weren't doing it like in speed and inefficiency. We were just saying like, let's challenge each other to do good. And we used to do that. I know it sounds like maybe super corny, but we, we actually would do that. Um, and so I just wanted to end this session. It's going to be like, again, my, my suggestion with the lesson is to do some stories, some really good stories that are just going to hit them in the heart. And um, those are the, the ones that I usually first tell my kids. If you want to choose additional ones, there's tons. But um, I wanted to tell you also some tips just with kids and friends, things I've learned over the years. Um, the first one is really, really spend time getting to know your children's friends. I know it's hard. I know we're busy. So this is going to be tip one. Um, it's hard we're busy but please make an effort because when you get to know them you're going to get to know why their behaviors start to become what they are because they do start to morph like anybody else right because we are on the dean of our friends like we said so subhanallah it's good to know what are the big influences are in their life number two make your house so fun that your kids friends will want to hang out there you're like, hmm, why would I have a whole bunch? I want to have a whole bunch of kids hanging out in my house, because honestly, as they get older, you want them to be closer to you than farther from you. And if you make your house the one that's like haram, 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 like it's just not inviting, they'll just go outside somewhere else, and you don't really know what they're doing there. And I'm not advocating for isolating your kids. What I'm just saying is. Don't make your house an atmosphere of them not wanting to come, you know. Don't be all up in their face and make, you know, oh, mom, you're so corny, you leave us alone. Like, just be be, be the nice mom or the not the cool mom, you know. I'm not trying to, like, advocate for any particular way, but make it inviting. Maybe you want to have really nice snacks every time. Some kids just come for the snacks, you know, just come, you know, like, whatever it is, you know, you just, but I mean, at the same time, you're also teaching your child to be who they are with whoever they are so like for example I have my son and certain kids they do come into the house and I notice he instantly feels pressure and he he struggles I can actually see it in his face like while he's going through the struggle like they want to play some video game he knows he's not allowed to play we generally don't play video games at all to be honest in my house and that's a whole other story but if, if we do do things like once in a while or something he wants to do it and then he looks at me and he looks at them and he looks at me and he looks at them and I'm and and I usually have conversations with them after like it's not about me 
It's about our principle. And I always bring them back to it. Like, do we play stuff with curses? No, we don't. Do we play stuff with violence? No, we don't. There's plenty of real killing happening out there. I don't think we need to kill other things for fun. See, and there's a whole, like, you think you can go into about that, about the desensitization of, like, killing and murdering that happens in games, you know? So I don't advocate that with my children because I don't think anyone should ever have joy or take complete fun into killing or harming something else when we know it's a pretty violent world out there and we want to create empathy and love so subhanallah like make it fun but teach them that even though like this is a good place to also train them like no matter what situation they're in because then afterwards after the kid friend leaves you can pull them aside and talk to them in a respectful private way not to embarrass them and have really good conversations and so some of my best conversations have been after I've watched them but you know, I don't let them know I'm not like stalking them but like I, I kind of see them from the side of my eye and then I'm like hmm and after I'm like hey you know I noticed blah 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 I actually play that game that must have been really hard for you I know you're not allowed to do that but I'm sure it was you felt pressure you know I'm sorry you had to feel that and you, we talk about things and he's like yeah yeah I didn't know what to do you know and then he talks to me so subhanallah and um so that's another thing so that's number two number three is make a rule that with your kids and especially as they're older it's really important to meet all their friends I have this rule with my kids that especially when the kids are the teenage like um, you can't go out with them. You can't go places unless I meet them all. And they're like, oh, sometimes they're like, oh, mom. And then sometimes they're like, okay. And when they give me trouble for me to meet their friend, it makes me curious as to why that is. I'm like, hmm, you don't want to bring them home. Hmm, wondering why. And sometimes it's because they know that kid doesn't necessarily talk nicely. They're Maybe they're cursing, but they're trying to be friends with them. You see, like, they go through all these pressures. And it doesn't matter who... Like, our kids are good kids. We don't need to be like, oh, because our kid is doing this or thinking this or struggling with this, this means they're bad or good. It's not about that. Guys, it's about, like, everybody goes through these things. We went through these things. So, like, let's just be really real about it and just say... I just make this general rule because I want to know where my kids are. Allah forbid. Allah forbid they went out the door and never came home. Can you imagine what I'd feel like if I never even knew who they went out the door with? And teenagers, that's what happens. Because as they get into the older ages, they don't, they, you know, they don't want to like introduce them to you. But I'm pretty old school about that. And I really don't care what they think. And that's my rule. After a while, they get over it. You got to be a stickler with it. And after a while, they're just like, okay, I'll bring them over at least once. So you can at least know who they are. And I always make sure like I have a number or something when they're going out. Because Allah, I'm telling you sometimes, the phone dies. The kid gets stuck somewhere. And then like all of a sudden, you don't know where they are. And like there's a whole other set of rules with teens. But. The point is, in general, and the general rule of I have to meet all their friends before they're able to go to their houses or go out with them. And the other thing is, guys, you know, there's shady people out there. We don't know who their parents are. We don't know what kind of weird things happen. Maybe that's a domestic violence household, and then my kid's going over there. Like, there's sometimes there's signs and things we can pick up. Better safe than sorry. That's all I have to say. Better safe than sorry. If something happened to my kid and never came home, I would never forgive myself. So, better safe than sorry. So, the other one is, um, Pay attention, right? So we have uh, tip one, two, three, four. Pay attention to your child in any personality or behavioral changes once they've acquired a certain friend or another friend. Because sometimes you'll notice right away there's a shift in your child. And if we're too busy and we're caught up in ourselves and our stress, and all of a sudden our kid starts acting out a way, sometimes we won't realize it's attached to the fact that they just made a different friend or changed groups of friends or lost a friend. So pay attention to your child's patterns of behavior and personality in regards to friends. It actually... It serves you a lot to be able to pay attention to them. 
Uh, five is don't let your child um, alone with friends in a room with a device. And this is a serious one, guys. And I know maybe different parents are going to have different rules about the devices. So I'm going to say everybody to each his own. You know, no problem. I'm not going to harp on that. But I will say the devices are very, very serious. And they have the whole world at their fingertips. And when they're alone, shaitan is the third, right? And it, it's not just with, with, with boys and girls and mixing. It's like just in general, it's like subhanAllah youth, you know, things run through their head. And I'll give you a perfect example. And this is something I'm proud of my daughter but unfortunately like it was a creepy experience for her and what happened is she had a really great Muslim friend and, and or, or so she thought and she was going to Islamic school at one point and the girl they were about 12 years old and she invited her to her house and there was a girl I had met the girl she seemed okay but I couldn't pass any judgments necessarily in her but at least I knew who she was I met the mom the girl went my daughter went to her house the girl's like oh let's go in the room with my computer the mom let them and my daughter called me up like in, at a weird time like she was supposed to stay there till six she ended up wanting to come at four something weird and so I came over I said hi to the mom whatever and we left and I get in the car my daughter my daughter was like oh my god mom I just I can't I can't I'm never coming to this house again and I'm just like what and she's like she didn't want to tell me because she was shy to say the words and I'm gonna like say the p word let's just say um but the girl was showing her pictures of like naked people let's just say right so um and all kinds of things and my daughter was like oh my goodness like what is this and she was like hey let's look at this stuff together and so my daughter was kind of shocked because she didn't expect that from her and number two she had actually maybe never seen that stuff before so you know stuff for a lot you know your kids are exposed to things you think you're with the right people but you never know what other parents are allowed and apparently that mom let her have long amounts of time alone in a room with a device or a computer you know not monitored so eventually shaitan creeps in it's just human right so subhanallah don't and then also people can share things with your kids and also like it's just it's just just opens up a can of worms guys it's just not a good thing to do um also you don't know what kind of things they do on their own time when their parents let them do whatever they want and all they do is teach your kids horrible things to do on devices like hey did you know you can go to this site like you don't want that right and then um the other one is um, pay attention to all of the sites your child goes on. I mean, like, don't think, oh, it's a cute little cartoon site, guys. Sometimes they have creepy ads. Sometimes they, I remember I saw one, um, one article they wrote about roadblocks where they would allow you to click and take you into private rooms. And the private rooms had, like, things with, you know, S-E, you know what. And so at the end of the day, subhanAllah, the kid would just innocently be invited to a room that was another room and they didn't know and it was completely inappropriate so subhanallah you know doesn't matter how good your kid is or mine if you know the story of barsisa where this pious 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 man you know and it's a long story it's a very good story though i always tell to the kids about um you know this person who was so pious and even shaitan conquered him to the point where he ended up committing zina murder and um worshiping shaitan and you would never imagine this guy went from super high to lowest of low and you don't have to get deep into zina or anything like that guys with it it's just like i'm just saying the general gist of it is shaitan comes to everyone so when they say oh mom you know so the other thing is i have is on these sites when i monitor i tell them i have to have the passwords to all these sites it's just for safety safety reasons and when they go oh mom you don't trust me you know my response is no i do trust you but the truth is shaitan comes to everyone and you're at an age right now where you're more vulnerable than ever and I, my job is to protect you guys so i'm so sorry allah asked me to protect you and this is my job you know and i have to do my job well and allah will ask me and i want to answer good to allah that i did a good job number one number two there's you may be trustable but there's people out there that are not trustable and there's all kinds of people on the internet and we don't know also if they're really who they say they are and again it's my job to protect you that's kind of what i say to my kids 
And um, I usually do random checks unannounced of all their devices and accounts. That's the way I run it. It's like at any time I could pick up your device. And I'm not saying my kids have devices a lot. Even phones, I don't really do them. But my point is anytime I could pick up device, I can go on any app. Because, you, know, you know, they hide the apps. They can swipe the apps. And I don't get this from my kids. I just have a lot of friends that don't understand technology and their kids. And I, and I just happen to know that their kids hide things. So it's kind of, you know, you have to know all the tricks, be really hip to technology and everything going on. Maybe there's an account inside of account inside of an app. Like you got to know because there's all kinds of passwords. And my thing is I can do a random audit and check at any time. And I tell them, listen, I even audit my own self. I have to make sure that I'm even, even like I'll check on Instagram, how much time am I spending? Because they have that cool feature, um, you know, how much time you're spending or in any other device. I make sure that I check how much time I'm spending so that I'm also not wasting time because time wasting this also can be like a really big sin because it's something Allah will ask us about. But general, those are just a couple tips I had in terms of friends and friendship. Wanted to share them with you guys. Thank you so much for joining us for the, the friendship series. I hope you got a lot out of it. I'm going to be transcribing all these into uh, blog posts that you can be able to share and you can have these lessons at your fingertips. Inshallah ta'ala. So looking forward to being with you guys in the next podcast. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum.